You're listening to Meeting Pod, the podcast powered by Meeting Place, the premier magazine and news source for the meat and poultry processing industry, and Alt Meat Magazine, the only business information resource for the exploding alternative meat industry. Hi, I'm Julie Larson Brisher, Science and Technology Editor for Meeting Place Magazine. Welcome to Episode 30 of Meeting Pod, where we're talking about a first-of-its-kind environmental management system for a U.S. meat processing operation with Brian Miller, Director of Sustainability with Nicholas Meat, LLC. Nicholas Meat has been a family-run business in Loganton, Pennsylvania for more than 30 years. The regional beef harvest and fabrication operation processes about 600 head of cattle each day, specializing in organic and grass-fed animals. The company prides itself on producing safe, wholesome, USDA-inspected beef in the most sustainable way for its customers, who provide beef to millions of people in the U.S. and around the world. As Director of Sustainability, Brian is currently leading the company's most ambitious initiative ever as Nicholas Meat begins construction of its innovative Sustainable Resources Facility, a.k.a. the SRF. Nicholas Meat broke ground in April on the $50 million facility, the first of its kind in the nation for a meat processing operation, and completion is expected in the next 18 to 24 months. The SRF is expected to set a new standard for sustainability throughout the meat processing industry. The project is a comprehensive environmental management system that will allow the company to reuse water, reduce dependence on land application, manage odor, and generate green energy from biogas. The SRF will feature award-winning waste-to-energy technology and an advanced water treatment facility, and once operational, will deliver benefits including a reduction in the company's carbon footprint. Welcome to Meeting Pod, Brian. It's a pleasure to have you as a guest on the podcast today to talk about this exciting new project at Nicholas Meat. Thank you, Julie. It's my pleasure to be here today and talk to you about this project. Before we get into talking about the SRF today, Brian, I'd love to know a little more about you. I noticed that in your bio, you actually spent more than 30 years with Woolrich, the oldest manufacturer of outdoor wear in the U.S., and in addition to quite a few management roles in global sourcing and QA, you designed and managed the company's Elite Series tactical garment line for military and law enforcement professionals. So how in the world did you get into the meat industry? And what do you like as your job as Director of Sustainability for Nicholas Meat? Well, that's, a, that's an excellent question, Julie. I was at a point in my life where I was looking to make a career change. I've lived in Loganton in the community of Sugar Valley my entire life. I've known Gene and Nicholas almost all my life. I did not know his son, Doug, who's the other owner of the company, but we ran into each other and we got talking about my capabilities and what was happening at the plant. I later had several other meetings with them and, and we started seeing some synergies. That's where I learned about Nicholas Meat's vision for sustainability for the future. So, And we started talking about this project it intrigued me very much. I liked the concept that, you know, we could take, you know, waste streams and, and turn them into energy. I liked the idea that there was a lot of environmental benefits that we could pass on to the community. And so, and I think what excited me the most, it was a challenge. It was a new industry. It allowed me the opportunity to get in on the, on the ground floor. So I was involved with the, with the planning, with the design, through all the permitting process, learned all about that. And then uh, 
I'll eventually be involved in the in the construction of the facility, and when it's operational, I'll be responsible to run the operations. So, very exciting challenge, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Before I ask you a little bit more about the nuts and bolts of the sustainable resource facility itself and how it works, can you tell us a little bit more about Nicholas Meat and its operation, and what prompted the company to plan and invest so much in this? sustainable resource facility. Sure. Nicholas Meat has been in business about 30 years. In 2005, we had a devastating fire and the total plant burned to the ground. So we've rebuilt the company and we're now up to 350 employees and process over 600 head of cattle a day. Our primary business model is we're a cull operation. So we're taking dairy cattle at the end of their life cycle. Our primary products are trim, which we send out to various grinders in the industry. And then we also sell primal cuts to different wholesalers who then distribute that throughout the world. A lot of it came about. Gene has always wanted to put kind of a digester project in. And in 2015, there was a feasibility study that was done that included an anaerobic digestion component as well as a wastewater treatment facility. Now that project has since expanded a lot in scope, but we're kind of in a unique situation because we're situated right up against the town of Loganton. So we recognize that, you know, everything that we do has a potential impact on those residents of the community. So we knew to be successful, we had to look at ways to be more sustainable in the long term. We're also kind of in a unique position that there's no community water system. So the water that we withdraw comes from the underground aquifer. There's also no municipal treatment plant. So we needed to find creative ways to manage our waste. What is the sustainable resource facility and what kind of research and planning was involved as you were designing that? And did you find any surprises during that process or maybe expose some advantages or efficiencies that you didn't expect? Sure. We had a lot of surprises, a lot of iterations along the way, a lot of changes. Uh, As I mentioned, we started out as a wastewater treatment facility and with an anaerobic digestion component. As we started talking to different technology suppliers, we learned that there's a tremendous potential to reuse the water that we use in our facility. And it was so huge to us because, you know, being a beef processing facility, you know, water is a key component of what's necessary to support the operations. So we saw that as a value. We then later, we initially we were getting estimates from the technology provider of about 80% recovery of that water. And Doug Nicholas, one of the owners and I traveled outside of the country and we visited a plant that was getting above 90%. So we came back and we challenged our engineers and said, we're going to raise the, raise the bar here. If it can be done there, it can be done here. So we went through a number of uh, other changes, and, and that's our goal now today is to get above that 90% recovery mark on the water. Wow. Can you explain? I know this is on video, and we'll put a link in to the animated video, but can you describe a little bit about the system itself, how it works? What are the elements? Sure. The process wastewater will be piped via a network of plumbing up across the road. The facility is located adjacent to us. That'll be pumped up to a reception area and it'll go through a rotary screen. It will then go through a dissolved air flotation device, which will remove the fat, oil, and grease. That wastewater will then flow to a, an aerobic and anoxic chain. And what happens there is biological nutrient removal and uh, we'll be denitrifying that wastewater. 
That wastewater then flows to a membrane bioreactor, which is a kind of a high-class filtering system. Some of that water from that MBR will be used back in the plant for purposes such as pen washing, less critical operations. Some of that will then flow to an advanced RO system where we'll get that 90% recovery of that water and we'll be reusing that back in the facility actually on product applications. God, that's amazing. Can you talk to me a little bit about the benefits and what you think are the anticipated outcomes for the business itself, for Nicholas Meats and its customers? Like there seems to be a lot from odor management to generating this green energy. So can you just give us a little rundown of those? Sure. You mentioned the odor management. That's key to us. Any agricultural or meat processing operation has the challenge of of dealing with odor. We have an, uh, an additional challenge because we're so close to a residential area. So the system from the very onset was, uh, that was kind of a prerequisite. We had to do the best we could at managing that odor. So if you look at the the buildings, all the buildings have negative air flows. All of the room air is exhausted through an odor control device. The anaerobic digestion process is enclosed. So those odorous gases are then transformed by bacteria into beneficial biogas. And that biogas we'll be able to use to power boilers that will heat process water back in the facility. So we've effectively taken a a waste stream and turned it into a beneficial use. That's fantastic. How about any other benefits that you guys anticipate? Sure. I mean, uh, one of the goals of this project was to reduce our dependence on land application. Because 97% of our waste stream is liquid, if we're recovering 90% of the water from that operation, then the amount of land application will be dramatically reduced, which will also reduce truck traffic which will further decrease our carbon emissions and just impact to the community overall. Another benefit, obviously the water reclamation. That's that's key. We have an aquifer in a, in Sugar Valley and you know we're in an agricultural area, so a lot of people need that aquifer. We need it as well, but with us being able to reuse that water, that now ensures that not only Nicholas but also the residents and the other farmers in the area will have an adequate supply of water to support their lifestyle. Wow, that's great. Can you give us an example or two that would illustrate some of the sustainability benefits of the SRF? I think one of the key components is if you can take that existing waste stream. Now, that's a waste stream that would exist just as a byproduct of the operation. And now if you can take that and turn that into a valuable green energy source and power your operations, that's very sustainable. And then a byproduct of that operation will be a very stable fertilizer, albeit reduced in quantity, will be a very valuable fertilizer that can be applied to fields. That's one component. The other one, I can't speak enough about the benefits of the water, protecting that aquifer and ensuring that, you know, there's enough water for not just Nicholas, but for the community overall. That's paramount in our goals. So why do you think this initiative will set the standard for the meat industry in the U.S., especially when it comes to improved environmental management systems? I think what's unique about this project is it brings many aspects of sustainability, the water reuse, the odor control, the generation of green energy and biogas all together in one integrated facility. There's other people out there doing elements of that, but to bring it all together, I think that's really unique. Do you think that this $50 million price tag is an investment that people 
should shy away from? Or is this like the cost of doing business now, these forward thinking sustainability projects? Well, I think it's it's going to be the future. I think uh, more and more uh, consumers, more and more uh, of our customers are demanding that you know, that companies be more sustainable in their practices. So it's a part of the future and it's, it's not a, it's not necessarily a very good payback from a financial standpoint, but it's a good payback and goodwill and doing the right thing for the community, which you reside in. Thanks so much, Brian, for sharing your expert insights with our Meeting Pod listeners today. And listeners, you can watch the official groundbreaking event held in Loganton, PA, of the Nicholas Meat Sustainable Resource Facility and related videos on YouTube. Just search for Nicholas Meat LLC to find the company's channel. Or visit the company's website at nicholasmeat.com to view a slideshow with a How It Works animation and other information on the Waste to Energy Technology and Advanced Water Treatment Facility. You can also head over to meetingplace.com and access our technical article archives to get more smart manufacturing advice first published in our Industry 4.0 Connect newsletters. Thanks again, Brian. And I look forward to watching how the construction of the SRF progresses over the next year or so. Thank you, Julie, for having me. Thanks for spending time with Meeting Pod today. Remember to tune in on Mondays and get the inside track on the people and processes that power the protein supply. Be sure to subscribe to Meeting Pod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow Meeting Place and Altmate magazines on social media, or visit our websites at meetingplace.com and alt-meet.net.